just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. All right, Clinical Pearls listeners, here's a clinical question for you whose answer is not as easy as you would first think. It's a clinical situation that we see routinely. Let's say you have a patient with two or more previous C-sections and she needs a repeat section. When do you schedule her? Well, your automatic answer would be, well, it's 39 weeks, right? I mean, that's the rule. It's the 39-week rule that ACOG, SMFM, March of Dimes, and the list of other organizations have all endorsed. So it's 39 weeks. Well, it's 39 weeks for an elective procedure. In other words, one that's not medically indicated. But some would argue, just like this new publication that just came out in January of 2022, that a repeat C-section is not an elective procedure. It's medically indicated because you're trying to beat the onset of labor before spontaneous labor starts with a multiply scarred uterus that increases the risk of complications. So if it's not 39 weeks, when is it? Well, let's answer that question in this podcast. We as healthcare providers are commonly faced with this dilemma of when to deliver these women who have multiple previous cesarean sections. Clinicians attempt to balance the risks and benefits of early-term delivery, especially concerns about perinatal morbidity and mortality, against the benchmark of reaching a gestational age of 39 weeks. Now, before I get into this new publication from January of 2022, we have to remember that this is not a new discussion. Back in 2014, when the SMFM meeting was held back in New Orleans, data was presented by a group of researchers, actually some of that data was out of another institution here in Texas, that the timing of repeat C-section should be based on the patient's number of previous C-sections. To determine the optimal delivery time for women with two or more previous cesarean deliveries, Dr. Hart and her colleagues performed a secondary analysis of the MFM unit's network, Cesarean Section Registry. They found over 6,000 women who had delivered a singleton who weighed at least 500 grams at a gestational age of 20 weeks or more. Now, all women had undergone at least two previous cesarean sections and had plans for a repeat procedure all patients delivered at 37 weeks or later. The researchers evaluated the risk for adverse maternal and perinatal outcomes on the basis of timing of the delivery in women with two previous C-sections and in those with three or more. According to those researchers back in 2014, only about 60% of women with two previous cesarean deliveries were able to delay delivery until 39 weeks, and only about 50% of those with three or more cesareans, meaning they presented with active labor where the risk of uterine rupture was obviously already present. So these researchers stated that based on the complication rates trying to wait for 39 weeks, when to do the C-section again varied or should vary based on their maternal history of number of sections. The researchers concluded that the optimal time of delivery was 38 weeks for women with two previous cesarean deliveries and was actually 37 weeks for those with three or more previous cesareans. So as a summary, back from 2014, one previous C-section, in other words, the first repeat, they were okay with waiting for 39 weeks. 
two previous C-sections, those authors recommended 38 weeks. And in three previous C-sections, they recommended 37 weeks for the repeat section. Well, let's take a little pause here and just figure this out, okay? The 39-week rule, and just to be clear, I'm not against the 39-week rule when that's elective procedures. But even back in 2014, people started to say, look, man, this woman's going to come in. She's got three previous sections. She's going to come in laboring at like five in the morning. My team's not going to be ready. And you want me to wait to 39 weeks? So these flags were already there. Remember, we're talking back in 2014, But this is back up for review again because this January 2022 new publication out of the Gray Journal is finding pretty much the same conclusion. So let's get into that now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, everyone. So this study that we're summarizing comes out of the Gray Journal, again from January 2022. The lead author is Shinar, and the title is Timing of Cesarean Delivery in Women with Two or More Previous Cesarean Births. Remember, this isn't a randomized trial. This is a retrospective population-based cohort study. But the data is pretty striking because it's the exact same thing that people have been talking about, again, since 2014. This retrospective population-based cohort study included women with at least two previous cesarean deliveries who delivered after 36 weeks and six days in Ontario, Canada. The study period was between April of 2012 up until March of 2019. Women with multifetal pregnancies or major fetal anomalies were excluded. For each completed gestational week, outcomes of women who had an elective repeat cesarean delivery at that week solely because of two previous cesarean deliveries were then compared with the outcomes of those who were managed expectantly and delivered at a later gestational age. The primary outcome was a composite of maternal outcomes including mortality and severe morbidity. Secondary outcomes were adverse neonatal issues. These researchers found that maternal and neonatal risks were actually the same when delivery happened at 38 weeks compared with expectant management, but that maternal risks began to increase beyond 39 weeks and 6 days. So these authors concluded that delivery in women with two or more previous cesareans should be planned at the 38th week to 39 weeks and 6 days with no apparent benefit for either week. So that's an important point. Remember, this data shows that there's no benefit to wait in the 39th week to repeat a section. But unlike the paper from 2014, who recommended going all the way down to 37 weeks when the woman has three or more previous section, these authors actually found that doing the C-section in that 37th week did increase a little bit of the neonatal adverse events. Specifically, the two factors that drove this increase in neonatal composite adverse events were length of stay in the NICU and then respiratory morbidity. Well, now that we're getting towards the end of the podcast, here's the elephant in the room, right? The elephant in the room is the ACOG 39-week rule. 
And it's very similar to the statement from the Royal College of OBGYN for the UK, because they don't make any specific caveats for timing of repeat section based on the number of previous section. Remember, not everybody agrees that in women with two or more previous C-sections, that the C-section is, quote, an elective procedure. It can be elective after one C-section for the first repeat, in other words, for second C-section, because the choice is there between TOLAC or an elective repeat. I get that. That's an elective case. You can wait to 39 weeks. But in women with two previous C-sections or more, it really is an elective. There, it's medically indicated because you really are trying to beat the process of spontaneous labor where the risk of rupture may actually be increased. Women with multiple prior low transverse C-sections do show a trend towards increased risk of rupture compared with a single prior cesarean section. If you go to Up to Date to get their opinion, well, they actually have the same opinion that we're stating here. They state, quote, While some have advocated planned repeat cesarean at 39 weeks for patients with two or more previous sections, as in patients with a single previous cesarean, planned repeat cesarean birth at 38 weeks is likely to be associated with a lower risk of uterine rupture and is, quote, the author's preference, end quote, of this up-to-date session. But it also goes on to say that there's no consensus on best practice in this scenario. So, what do you do? Well, I'll leave it up to you and your institution. But I've had this discussion with labor and delivery on a personal note. You know, I've called labor and delivery and said, hey, we need to schedule this patient at 38 weeks. She's got three previous sections. And of course, I get the pushback. Well, wait a minute, she's not 39 weeks. No, she's not. Because this is not an elective procedure anymore. Now this is medically indicated because she is a rupture waiting to happen if labor beats us to it. So it's all in the understanding that not all sections are the same and the level of risk is obviously not the same based on the patient's maternal history. So one repeat section, 39 weeks. Two previous sections, 38 weeks seems to be the consensus now based on expert opinion, but not national guideline. So I have to be very clear here, until ACOG and SMFM actually give that flexibility, we really are just left up to the data, which is really what we should do all the time, right? Be evidence-based. So once again, the 39-week rule is for elective deliveries, not medically indicated. But the argument is that in women with two or more previous C-sections, That's no longer elective. That's medically indicated. So I'll leave it up to you to leave to your journal club, leave to your department discussion, but it definitely is a good discussion to have. Boy, sounded like I got all worked up there at the end, didn't I? I don't know where that came from. No, but it's true because I've had these discussions and people are so set in their ways that it's got to be 39 weeks and then I get irritated. Well, anyway... That's for another discussion. So for now, thank you for being part of our podcast family. And we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.